Good afternoon, Kelsey. Good afternoon, Tori. And good afternoon to anyone else who's listening. Anyone who's come back, any new listeners, welcome, welcome. I was just told that we have a new state listening in. The great state of Kentucky. Come on in. The water's warm. You can listen to us talk. I don't think they have water there. Oh, shoot, you're right. (laughs) No running water, no rivers. That's true. What is in Kentucky? Dust. Dust. Just a lot of dust. Well, I hope you guys are staying clear of the dust. (laughs) But welcome. Um, So how's your week, Tor? It's Wednesday. It is. It's been a long, short week, man. (laughs) Yep. I worked. Well, since the last time that we had our little podcast oh we went kayaking we did yeah that was fun we did not sink we did not flip a kayak but man do you realize how large a lake is when you're kayaking in it (laughs) my arms hurt i almost gave up halfway (laughs) oh oh you almost gave up yeah that's true (laughs) yeah there's like a a launch part halfway across the lake and i was like tor you could just stay here. I'll go get the car if you can't make it. Your pill-pushing <laughs> muscles just couldn't handle it. I did pretty good, I think. Yeah. People might think I'm an actual pill-pusher now that you've said that. Oh, sorry. No, Tori is a pharmacist, and that's like our ongoing joke because I'm like the strong friend, and I just always say that she has the pill-pushing muscles. <laughs> because they're very tiny. Because she actually does that as a serious job. She's... A doctor legally. Of pharmacy. It's legal. It's all legal. It's all legal. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it was bad kayaking too because like by the time we were done, it was probably like 92 degrees and we were in oh, the middle so of bad. the water just searching for any kind of shade. I kept wanting to turn around, but you God. kept saying, I'm going to go to the other side of the lake. <laughs> Let's, Let's look over there. there. Let's look over there. <laughs> Go in here. Yeah. Go in there. That's the last time you'll ever kayak with me. Yeah. I actually threw my kayak away (laughs) as soon as I got home. Put it right in the garbage. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) It was fun, though. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, I don't think I had any events this week. Our pharmacy started flooding. (gasps) That's exciting. Yeah. How did that happen? Like the pharmacy (laughs) itself or like the actual store, like the whole store? Well... It originated in produce, and... Uh, how did that happen? I don't know. Was it... <laughs> one of the coolers, you know how it, like, rains on the produce yes. every once in a while? I think one of those pipes, like, broke or something, and then oh, now there's just God. water seeping in from one of the walls. <laughs> you know what? I did actually go to the to where you work. I did that. I went there this week, remember? And I got you, you ripped maple out syrup. the plumbing. <laughs> and I ripped out the plumbing, I'm sorry. I just can't control myself around produce. <laughs> Something about cabbage that makes you want to rip out the plumbing of a building. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know the struggle. Know. I do know. I've done it seven times. Uh, I got arrested the last time. So. Oh, God. I gotta keep you out of the big house. <laughs> I'm not meant for jail. <laughs> I think I'm finally... Um... Like, you know how, I forget if it was episode one or two, but I moved back into my apartment and Mm -hmm. we joked that, you know, come next episode, we'll see how crazy you are or we'll see if you're insane yet. I think it's actually happening now. (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> like... Are you certifiable? This week has been rough, man. I'm... Like, I have a roommate, but he goes to sleep at 6 a.m. I wake up at 7 a.m. He sleeps all day, so I'm basically, like, alone the entire time. So I've just been, like, alone in my apartment for quite some time now. Thank God I see you every now and then. <laughs> I'm the only one you see, other than the cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just this whole quarantine thing, is it's rough. It's really rough on your mental health, for sure. If mm. we could get to, like, if we could have a serious moment here. Because I'm feeling it now. Like, I, I was always, you know, I, I saw people that were having a rough time with, like, being alone and not being able to see friends. But, like, I'm actually feeling it now. And it sucks, man. So, like, I try and go on hikes and walks and stuff to clear my mind. But then I'm just in my mind even more. <laughs> because I'm alone again. And it's so quiet. And I have time to think again. Now it's just depression with cricket sounds in the background when you go on hikes. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> the ambient noise of crickets and depression. <laughs> I think that's uh, available on a sound machine. You know what? I did see that. White noise plus depression. Yeah, I did yeah. see that at a Barnes and Noble or something. <laughs> and their audio section. <laughs> yeah, well. so I'm kind of just, you know, trying to make it. <laughs> trying to get past this week. It's been a rough week. You and the rest of us. Yeah, I know. But it's like a lot of people have given up on the quarantining. They like hang out with their friends, but like. You know, I've realized this week that, you know, if I were in the past before quarantine, like if I were to get in an argument with someone or like get in a fight with someone and I'd be really upset, I'd have something to like look forward to almost like mm -hmm. I'd always be like, oh, you know what? This sucked. You know, it's a Tuesday that sucked. But come the weekend, I get to hang out with all of my friends and like my mind will be taken off of it and like I'll probably forget about it. But now it's like there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks so bad. Well, yeah, but... You know what you do have to look forward to? What's that? A story. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas, maybe. But before that, PSA for anyone out there who is also, you know, kind of feeling it with quarantine and kind of feeling alone, you know, just check yourself, you know. Before you wreck yourself, you always have people to talk to. There's therapists, there's online people, there's, you know, friends, but you're not alone. It's just for the time being. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my mind in, in that general direction. <laughs> but anyways, on to the more positive things. <laughs> well, I don't know what the story is about. <laughs> Maybe it's a positive thing. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it might be. Mm -hmm. I think you'll, you'll like this right. story. Cool. Have you ever heard of Project Blue Book? I don't think so. Definitely not. No? No. If you had to guess what Project Blue Book is. Hmm. Is it something with the government? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I know that? I don't know. Are you the government? <laughs> Self-destruct in three. <laughs> Hello, FBI. My friend just blew up. <laughs> no, I um, I don't know. I'm just getting government vibes from it. Government vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. 
So Project Blue Book is also known as the U.S. Air Force's investigation of UFOs. Oh, hell yeah. This what is does UFO stand for? Tell me. Kelsey? Oh, I think I know, but you tell me. <laughs> I thought you were going to... With my obsession with, <laughs> with UFOs. Unidentified flying... Octopus. <laughs> yeah, there have been several unidentified flying octopuses. Octopi. Octopi, I think Sorry. it is. <laughs> Sorry if I've offended any octopi in the audience. <laughs> project Blue Book. Government project formed in 1952. Oh. And was dismantled in... 1969. Was it really? Shut the front door, dude. I could you read your can't. mind today. I could read your mind. <laughs> All right, that's weird. So for the second time today, that's happened. 1952 to 1969. It is, well, was the longest running project into UFO sightings by the government that we know of, at least. Wait, could you repeat that again? It was the longest running... Like, government project. Oh, Or, like, okay. investigation into UFO sightings. Oh, okay. So, recently, I guess they don't have any more UFO projects, but they actually admitted that UFOs exist. Right. Okay. Or, well, we don't know if they have any current ones. They probably say that they don't, but they also said they didn't during this time. That's true. So, are eh. sneaky with that. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Project Blue Book was... Uh, headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So, all right, that Air Force Base, uh, they no longer receive, document, or investigate UFO reports, they say. Mm. According to the National Archives, which I actually looked at for once. Oh, someone's watching you for sure now. It's like a government website. It's a .gov. Yeah, your your phones and everything are definitely bugged now. Sweet. I hate to tell you. I have my own... NSA agent? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Good, okay. good job. I have a friend now I for quarantine. That was nice. Or she. Hope you they're nice. Ah, uh, hey, Carl. <laughs> Carl's my you NSA agent. You just see agent. like a screen pop up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So when I looked at the National Archives, this project from 1947 to 1969, guess how many sightings were reported to Project Blue Book? Let's see. 1,300. 12,618 sightings. Oh my god. Yeah. Now, were these sightings from just um, regular people, like citizens of places, or was it like sightings from like agents of this project? Just like normal people, too. Okay. Just okay. like civilians and whoever they happen to be. That's the word I was looking for civilians. Civilians. Like, <laughs> citizens? <laughs> Peons? Is the word peons? <laughs> Common folk? <laughs> God. All right. Of those 12,618, 701 of those remain unidentified. They couldn't find any explanation. Oh, so all these people, they could have been seeing like a bird and they were like, oh, UFO! <laughs> and they were like, no, it's a bird. Well, I'll tell you, I'll 
explain what identified and unidentified okay. mean. Okay. Um, the ones that were considered identified meant that they were could be explained as being caused by a known astronomical, atmospheric, mm-hmm. or artificial slash man-made phenomenon. That encompasses a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, they were they might have been reaching there a little bit. but And yeah, then obviously yeah. unidentified, they just couldn't explain it yeah. using those parameters. Yeah. First, I want to talk about one of the first UFO sightings that was widely publicized. And this starts in June of 1947. Mm. It was a good year. Oh, and people really didn't see strange things back then. Like, we see things on the in the movies that are yeah. outrageous. But back then, they didn't really have that. So they were probably like, <gasps> <laughs> oh, my word. Really? Free. That's exactly what Heavens they said. Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> Beth will come outside and look at this. <laughs> okay, June of 1947. A civilian pilot named Kenneth Arnold, Ken Arnold, Mm -hmm. he was flying his small plane, private plane, must be nice, Ken, over Mount Rainier, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. In Washington State. While he was flying, he reported seeing nine objects moving at extremely high speeds through the sky around him. They were glowing bright blue slash white, and they were flying in a V formation. They're always in a V formation. At speeds of up to 1,700 miles an hour. Oh, my. How is Ken in his little jalopy private plane, I'm guessing, <laughs> clocking these things at 1,700 miles per hour? Okay, yeah. When I read that, I was like, honestly, that sounds super fast. But I also don't know, like, how fast planes go. Well, I think 747s, which go much faster than a private plane, they go, like... I feel like I'm going to be so wrong. They go 500 miles an hour. I was going to say, I was actually going to say 500 miles an hour, but I was like... I was going to wait and see what you said because I I looked it up. Well, I know the world at the equator spins at 500 miles per hour and that's like the fastest, but I was like, a plane can't spin as fast as the world goes on. I don't think the plane spins. Well, not, you know what I mean. A a plane doesn't go as fast as the world spins. Like that just doesn't, I just, never mind. And like today's private jets go 600 miles per hour tops. Oh, so they're fast little buddies. Well, now, what, in 1940-something, though, was that a private jet, or was it, like, a one-propeller? No, I think it was just, like, a private small plane. It probably went, like, maybe 50 miles. Yeah. <laughs> it no, sometimes sure got it off the ground. Yeah. He was actually on the ground just driving around in the plane. It, it couldn't go off in the air. 1,700 miles per hour. How are they going so fast? But that's, you know, it's probably at least like triple his speed, if not more. I just want to know how he knew. I don't know. How he got their speed. It must have been some sort of pilot math that they can do in the air. Probably, probably. They they have instrument gauge clusters. Mm -hmm. That sounded good, but I don't know what that means. That did sound good. It sounded like you knew what it meant. Yeah. (laughs) So he compared the movement, like how they moved those objects, to... If you were to take a saucer and skip it across water. And the more that people heard that statement, they misinterpreted it as the objects being shaped like saucers. So the whole reason people say flying saucers 
is because of Ken. Ken! <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, Ken. <laughs> you made them sound not scary. Flying saucer. <laughs> okay, Ken. <laughs> His experience was followed by an increased number of reported sightings in that same area. And this led the U.S. Air Force to come in, begin their own investigation into the sightings. Wow. And they started what we now know was Project Blue Book. Now when someone gets a little too nosy into weird stuff. <laughs> Ken. The government's right in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll come right in there. How much longer did Ken live after he reported <laughs> that? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of, there's a bunch of different cases that are a part of Project Blue Book, obviously, but for the sake of time, I just picked two of them. Oh, <laughs> you cut down the time quite a bit. I did, because they were like, they were interesting. I felt like they were kind of long, so I don't know. Okay. All right, well, I just Googled how fast the Earth spins at the equator. It's a thousand miles per hour, so I was halfway there. Yeah, you're halfway right. You were getting there. Yeah, I was getting there. All right. Add another 500. <laughs> Big deal. Continue. <laughs> All right, so the first story that I looked into was the story of the men in black. Oh, I know these guys. Will Smith? Yeah, that's the only men in... What are you talking about? That's the only men in black I know. Yeah. <laughs> that movie. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, actually, I think that movie like stemmed from... Oh, what happened okay. here. All right, so this was, guess when? June of 1947. Same time frame that Ken and his flying saucers, you know, Mount Rainier, mm -hmm. a man named Harold Dahl is... Oh, what a doll he is. <laughs> Shucks. All right, podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> he is working in his boat. He's got his dog and his son, mm -hmm. and he's off the coast of Washington State. His job, he, he gathers logs near the shore. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He's a logger, That's but he just to do. picks them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's near the shore of Maury Island, oh. spelled the exact same way as the hit TV show, oh! Maury. Maury! I want to get a ticket to his show so bad. So do I. You are not the father. Or, you are the father. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Continue. I wonder if they named How that. quickly those men's attitudes change know, right? when they are the father. <laughs> and the women sometimes. <laughs> yeah. When they're not the father or when they are the father. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. Things change very quick. A quality television right there. <laughs> totally not fake. No. No, 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 not at all. All right. Back to Harold. During his work trip, he uh, sees six donut-shaped objects that are hovering above his boat about a half mile up into the sky. Once again, again. math. <laughs> How do they gauge that distance? It's well, straight up. <laughs> they took a big measuring tape. That could have been a really small donut-shaped object that was super close, but it was like, oh, it's a half a mile up. Like, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know, Harold? Hal. <laughs> All right, he says they were just hovering above the boat, and then suddenly one of them falls almost to where his boat is, and that's followed by a bunch of, like, 
metallic debris that's like rain. Oh, God. And like all around them and like hitting the boat and stuff. Oh, geez. Some of it hits his son's arm and also his dog who apparently died. No. I know. Oh, that's terrible. I know. Either during or after that incident, there's not much information on it. But, um, so this thing, it just like shot down just on its own and it was just sprinkling stuff. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, yes, that's one way to say hello. He said he was able to take some pictures with his camera Mm -hmm. and, uh, show them to like his supervisor who came out and looked and saw the objects as well. Are there pictures online? This is a picture I found. I don't know if it's the actual picture, but it's the only Ooh, one. Yeah. That's scary. They're like in a V. That's yep. a lot. I know. That's a lot. Then the following morning, Harold claims he was visited by a man in a black suit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they end up going... He takes him to a local diner where the man in the black suit told him... In extraordinary detail, exactly what happened to Harold without Harold telling him the story. Oh, wow. And then the man said, What I've said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you will want to believe. He was told not to speak of the incident, and if he did, bad shit would happen. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be a man in black. Me too. That would be such a dope job. The stuff they must know if that's an actual organization. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you get to wear black all the time. True. (laughs) Which I do already. So it'd be perfect. Perfect transition. (laughs) Now here's the problem. A U.S. government investigation claimed it was a hoax. Right? Of course they did. Harold and his friend, though, they tried to sell their story to some big newspapers. After after the man in black? Yep. Told him to keep his mouth shut. So then guess what happens? He's cruising for a bruise. Once he does that. <laughs> one of the newspaper journalists in Chicago mm-hmm. contacts Ken Arnold from our previous story. Uh-huh. With, the, with the plane. Yep. Because he wants to try to verify that those objects are the same in both stories. Yeah. So he calls up Ken. He's like, yo, what they look like. This other guy says this. And Ken listens to the story, to uh, Harold's story. And he goes, that doesn't sound right. That's not what I saw. And it doesn't sound real. Mm-hmm. So he's friends with two army intelligence officers. Ken Wait a is. second. Hang on. Yeah. So the guy with the plane told the guy with the boat what he saw. No, the journalist. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so Harold contacts journalists. Yes. This journalist connects those two stories. Okay. And tries to verify them. And who said that? He doesn't think it's real? Ken. The one who... The first guy who had the plane. Okay. Yeah. So the first guy... He thinks this other guy is just, like, trying to make money, basically. Okay. Ken's like, I'm the only one who saw them. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're (laughs) not special. (laughs) (laughs) So Ken knows two army intelligence officers, and he asks them to investigate. They show up in July. Mm -hmm. They do a one-day brief investigation... And the very next day, when they leave, their plane catches fire and crashes. <gasps> and they both die. The men in black. He did yeah. not listen. As you can imagine, that only fueled the conspiracy theories. And ufologists. 
Yeah. They exist. What? Yeah. I ufologist. Feel like, I feel like I'm like an apprentice ufologist. <laughs> I'm an observer. I know a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look at one or see one, but I know a little bit yeah. about them. <laughs> so, you know, now they believe that UFOs exist and there's some sort of agency or group of people who know a lot more than they're willing to share with the public. Uh, you know, the men in black people. Mm-hmm. And I read in one source that Harold later admitted that, like, some of his story was a hoax, but oh. I couldn't confirm it anywhere else. Harold. But just keep in mind that some of this might have been embellished for profit. Harold. See, that's why you can't freaking trust what you read anywhere. I know. Gosh. I know. But regardless, yeah. these men in black people have been associated with other sightings since then. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. It was so much information. <laughs> I think I actually watched a video of, um, on YouTube's, there's a video of surveillance in some building and two, what they think are men in black walk into the building and like sketchy stuff goes down and then they like leave. The men in black, they just leave? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Makes I think sense. they have to like do something or talk to someone. So they come into the building and then they exit the building like one would. When they're leaving. Yes, building. yes. I just shoot up out of roofs when I leave. <laughs> I just jump out windows. Yeah. Honestly. Just hope that there's something to catch me. Uh-huh. Same. So far I've made it. We're good. <laughs> I don't know why you've made it this far. But, um, so that was story one. Okay. Okay. Kind of, uh, I don't know. I got the impression that it was a little far-fetched. Especially... The fact that they were trying to sell the story, like, immediately is kind of... I mean... But, you know, who knows? There's a lot of money-hungry people out there. True. I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't care about selling it. I would just want people to know. Yeah. Because, like, trust me, I know what it's like to have zero dollars in your bank account. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I could live with very little money. I don't need money. I just want people to know... But there's some really weird stuff out there. I want people to know that some jerk UFO killed my dog. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I want vengeance. Honestly, I'm I'm curious as to why they didn't go more in depth. Like, there had to be, like, shrap metal just, like, hanging around from whatever was raining down on this boat. Yeah. Like, why didn't they take pieces of that and, like, examine it? Maybe they it? couldn't find any. Look inside the dog. I mean... <laughs> dog died from it there's probably a piece in the dog look inside the dog yeah or like all of these the the book i don't know i'm sure that 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 story might be a little bit yeah there's not a lot of detail yeah which makes me you know yeah especially since they found no evidence of what was raining down on them <laughs> like if it was raining there's probably a ton like it hit your son like <laughs> where's the where's the mark yeah where's the stuff on the boat like come on Sounds like maybe Harold was a child abuser and killed his dog and then came Honestly. back into shore and was like, I gotta come up with something. Just like burned a cigarette on his son's yeah. arm. Like, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to blame this on aliens. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, this one, I like this second story. Okay. This is the last one. Okay. We're on a farm. Oh, of course. In a town called Kelly in Kentucky. Kentucky! Mm -hmm. Our new listeners. If anyone's from Kelly, Kentucky, 
Um, let us know somehow. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we're in August of 1955. We're going back a little bit. Okay. Okay. This is a story of how extraterrestrial beings became known as looking like little green men. Oh, how they I was going to say gray. Little gray men. Little gray. Gray green. Gray green. Grayish Both green. Both G's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on August 21st, 1955, at 11 p.m., okay. an entire extended family comes into the Hopkinsville Police Department in Kentucky. 11 people total. Oh, my. In this family. I'm guessing that they don't have very much going on in, in that town in Kentucky. So the cops were probably like, oh, my Jesus. They did. <laughs> there were eight adults and three children. And every single one of them comes into the police station. Oh, boy. To tell the officers about what they claim is their several hour encounter with extraterrestrials on their farm. Several hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like signs. Do you think that's where signs came from? Yeah. Ooh. I heard um, Mel Gibson was in this family. I knew it. <laughs> he was one of the kids. I knew it. <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> Little Mel. He just went to directors and he was like, we gotta. <laughs> we, we gotta. gotta do this. We gotta. <laughs> I'm gonna go for the corn. You're gonna for go for my the family. Corn. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All right, so in that police station, the officers who were there say that every person in, uh, this is the Sutton family, by the way, mm -hmm. they, when they came in, they genuinely looked terrified. Every single one of them. I would too. I don't even know if I'd be able to walk. I'd be so scared. So the fact that they got <laughs> They did to the worm into the police department. <laughs> the fact that they got, no, the fact that they left their house. Mm -hmm. While there were aliens on the land, mm -hmm. got into the car and turned their back to the aliens. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, the strongest truly. people I've ever heard the about. Suttons. The Suttons. The Suttons. Everyone. <laughs> all right. So they all live. All of them live in a three-room farmhouse. <gasps> Wait. Yeah. Three room. Three room. They have no running water. Oh dear. They have no TV, no radio. They supposedly don't even have any books. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, very sad. And I think I'm bored in quarantine. Oh, my. Just imagine. <laughs> the children just roll in dust <laughs> to entertain themselves. Ride pigs. Like, that's, <laughs> I can see them doing that. Turn themselves into tumbleweeds and just roll around <laughs> the grass. They pretend to be a, a stalk of corn. <laughs> just stand really still all day. Little Mel has <laughs> a corn stock. Okay. All right. The police chief at the time, his name is Russell. He's quoted saying, these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help. What they do is reach for their guns. That sounds extremely accurate. Because Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And because, I mean, what well, else do they have besides, yeah. like, a roof over their head and their guns? That sounds like... That's corn. the kind of family. Corn. Yeah, corn. They've got corn. <laughs> so here's what the Sutton family saw, according to them. They say at 7 p.m., the Sutton family's friend, Billy Ray Taylor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What he a was, name. He was getting water from the yard. And as he was doing that, he saw a silver object in the sky. Mm. Okay. He said it was real bright. 
and that the exhaust <laughs> that <laughs> the exhaust that was coming out of it looked just like a rainbow. <laughs> it's a Billy Ray. so much because you like could not say that <laughs> with the straight face <laughs> I just I, I have a hard time believing anyone named Billy Ray Taylor I mean that sounds like the most honest person I know <laughs> like that why would they lie they have no reason to true they have no money that they need like yeah. they went to the cops they didn't go to like you know true like, I have a story go. give me money yeah. They're like, um, get these things off my farm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking at this thing. He said it was completely silent, didn't make any noise. That's what I've heard a lot of the time with people who have seen UFOs, that they're either completely silent or I saw one where it sounds like a vacuum cleaner, like a constant oh. buzz. Yeah. Someone's got a Dyson nearby. <laughs> <laughs> you see a lady in the street sucking hey. up all the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, what are you doing? <laughs> I was just cleaning the road, guys. <laughs> All right, so he sees this go towards the farmhouse, pass over it, then stop in the air, and suddenly drop to the ground. No. Behind the house. No. Yeah. So he runs over, looks, you know, where it landed, and there's nothing there. What's his name? Billy? Billy... Fucking hell. Billy Ray Taylor. <laughs> Billy Ray is the bravest person yeah. on this planet. Now, Billy Ray and his wife had come to Kentucky to visit his friend. And guess where they are from? Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. And do you know how he knows the member of the Sutton family that he's friends with? <sighs> they were in the army together. Close. Oh. They were in a traveling carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Lucky Sutton. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, I kind of take back that they, <laughs> they might be telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he runs in and tells the Sutton family what he just saw. And they do not believe him at all. They start laughing at him. They're like, Billy Ray. You are so stupid. You <laughs> go back to the carnival. <laughs> but an hour later, the farm dog is barking in a way that it normally doesn't. It just keeps barking and barking and barking. Mm -hmm. Which it only does if it sees, like, something that's about to intrude yes, on the farm. Like a protective bark. So, Lucky and Billy Ray. <laughs> I love these names. What a, what a team. They please, go to check outside. Please tell me that the wife's name is Marsha. I have no idea. I didn't oh, even look up. Dang. Yeah, my bad. That's all right. They go check outside. They look in the yard. And so this is what, like 8 p.m.? Probably probably dark out already. Mm -hmm. They see a strange glow in the yard. And in the middle of it, there's a small humanoid creature. <laughs> mm -mm. It's about three and a half feet tall. Mm-mm. And it had, quote, an oversized head, almost perfectly round, arm extended almost to the ground, oh. and its hands had talons. 
Oh, come on. It had oversized eyes that glowed with a yellowish light. Come on. And its body gave off a shimmer in the light, as if oh. it was made of silver metal. Like Edward from Twilight. <laughs> All of this was it's Edward. Just, <laughs> it's just like the messed up vampire. Just like, I'm here. <laughs> it's shimmering in the light. Like, oh God, go back to where oh. you came from. <laughs> Get the steak. <laughs> this is a drawing. Of oh what it looked like. Now, who drew this? Or was you. it like a police sketch artist? It was a. It was described. Ooh, that was a weird noise. My mouth just made a whistle. A whistle. It was described by one of the family members, and it was drawn by like a police drawer person. Yeah. Oh! Oh, come on! Yeah, come on! Yeah. Ew! They're pretty gross. Oh, if I ever saw one of those things. Mm-hmm. So Lucky and Billy see this thing and they're like, we need to shoot that thing. <laughs> shoot it! Maybe we can barbecue it. Shoot it! <laughs> they grab a shotgun and a rifle and they fired. It raised its hands like it was being held up at gunpoint. Like this. Like, yeah. don't shoot. <laughs> it walked towards the back door. They said it did a flip and then scrambled <laughs> into the darkness. <laughs> Just like scrambled away. At first it did a flip. At first it did a flip, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh-huh. Oh no. Oh, that's horrifying. It just did a flip and then there were like three other beings that were holding up like tens behind it. Like, <laughs> good job. Good flip. <laughs> or like that was like a dare by all the other aliens in yeah. the ship that came down like do 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 go touch the house touch the house then run back do a flip <laughs> do a barrel roll oh i wonder how fast it moved that's a, a horrifying thing if yeah. something like scary moves quickly yeah like like in movies mm-hmm. so they're they're pretty freaked out they shut the back door i would and then they see another being out of a side window. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they shoot their guns right through the window <laughs> screen. <laughs> and this being did the same thing as the other. It was like unaffected by the bullets. It did a flip and it scrambled away. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other family members comes to look and she said, this is her quote. I went out in the hallway and crouched down next to Billy. When I saw one approaching the door... It looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs, and it was shimmering bright metal-like on my refrigerator. All right, I'm back to, to them telling the truth. <laughs> like, you can't make that stuff up. Come on. Like a five-gallon gasoline can. Come on. Oh, my God. All right, this whole situation escalates even further when another family member named Taylor... Stepped outside under a small, it was like an overhanging roof mm -hmm. over the front porch. And the family members behind him, he was just past that roof. They saw a claw hand reach down Shut. and touch his hair. Oh my God. I just got the chills so bad. Mm -hmm. Shut mm -hmm. up. The entire family Shot screams. <laughs> no, they didn't shoot Taylor. <laughs> They scream and they pull him back in oh to the house. God. 
Yeah. Oh. Uh, so while they're pulling him oh, right in. The side of my body's numb. <laughs> that was so scary. While they're pulling him back into the house, Lucky shoots where the overhang is. And then he has to shoot again at another creature in a nearby tree. Oh my god. The one that was on the roof, it like floated to the ground. Ah, oh, this problem again where things are floating downwards. Oh. But it like hovered oh, I see. and floated. Like slowly yeah. went mm-hmm. down. And then scurries into the woods. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It didn't do a flip though. No flip? This no. Time? no oh, flip. it probably did a flip on the overhang. Probably. <laughs> came down like a feather. <laughs> I would love if they made that noise every time they <laughs> So these people, they're scared shitless. I would be. They, With this, it kind of, I do think that they told the truth though or what they thought they saw because, you know, they're farmers. They probably had maybe an elementary school education. Like they probably didn't have... The imagination or, like, the smarts, I hate to say it, to lie about something so intricate, you know? And, like, the details of it and stuff. Yeah. So, I believe them. All right. All right. Continue. They all huddle inside for hours. (laughs) And they hid and they they listened for noises. And um, they said they heard occasional scratches on the roof. And that's when they decided they had to try to... (laughs) Hightail it out of there and go Ooh. to the police. And that's what they did at 11 p.m. They are so much braver than they I ever would be. ran to the cars be. and just hightailed it to oh the police. Oh, my God. So, back to the police station. The uh, the police chief, Russ, he heads over to the house along with the Suttons, the state police, mm-hmm. and military police <laughs> oh from a nearby fort in the town. Oh, okay. They found shell casings from the gunshots, but they didn't find anything else. Now, it was dark, so they thought, all right, we'll come back tomorrow morning. But as of now, nothing's here. Yeah. So um, they left, and the Suttons were there alone for the night. One of the women in the family said that in the middle of the night at, like, 2.30 in the morning, she saw one of those creatures just chilling at her bedside window. No. With its claw hand, like, touching the screen every once in a while. Oh. And it would just glow every once in a oh. while, too. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. So, the next day, the police come back, and they still, they can't find any physical evidence other than the shell casings. I mean, but there's evidence enough. Like, why would they waste their bullets on? Yeah. Plus, uh, when the police came back the next day, a local radio station employee also went to interview the adults oh, that wow. were there. That must be a very small town because yeah. news gets out fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they Well, they had probably had like those radios, too, where you can listen. You know those CB oh, radios true. or whatever? Some, some news Maybe? people, yeah. yeah. Investigators or whatever, journalists. That guy who went, he stated how impressed he was by their consistency and, like, the specifics of their stories matching up. Even though they were away from each other all day Mm -hmm. while the police were looking around, which was, it, like, made it impossible for them to coordinate any false stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fact that they slept in that house. Yeah, they probably didn't sleep much. (laughs) I would get in my car and keep driving until I... Ran out of gas. Fell off the edge of the earth. Yeah. Because the earth is flat, as <laughs> we know. drive through water. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
this event, it did supposedly attract attention from Project Blue Book, but as far as we know, they never officially put their own people into it. Mm. They just, like, looked over what the local authorities did. And um, it just it just came up as unidentified. Okay. Uh, there was one independent paranormal investigator who said, these creatures might have actually been owls. And that their silver brightness was just their feathers reflecting oh, moonlight. Come on. And this is the type of owl, specifically, that he thought it could be. Now you tell me, does that look like an alien? No. That doesn't look like what they... No. Well, huh? Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just ruin my story? No, I'm just... <laughs> but the thing is, like an owl, they don't hang out on the ground. They, they, they're in trees, and they don't do yeah. flips. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know any owl who does flips for fun. <laughs> Owls don't do flips. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's definitely, they probably saw, like, the, the tufts of feathers on top with the drawing, like, the horn-looking things, mm-hmm. and then the big eyes and right. the claws, and they're like, owl. Owl. It's like, no, this poor family was just traumatized by these things. Like, yeah. it's not a freaking owl. I'm sorry. And an Agreed. owl's not going to reach down and try and touch someone's head. <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's that. We don't know anything else about that story, but... Uh... So Operation Blue Book was basically, uh, like, they would kind of look into all of these things that happened. Yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And, you know, determine whether or not they could, like look into any air force or whatever like government activity mm-hmm. that you know maybe they were working on some project and like that's what the person saw but they they might not have been able to say that specifically what it was but they could say like we can explain what it was we're just not going to tell you <laughs> so that's interesting because um going back to the men in black you'd think that they were government associated but the government's investigating them because they're not part of the government so like who are they? What are they? Yeah. Who are they part of? So they stopped Project Blue Book in 1969 based on uh, the results of all the investigations that they had. Now, they stated that they ended it because no UFO reported, investigated, or evaluated has ever given any indication of threat to our national security first. That's one thing that's for sure. We have not had like an alien takeover. Right. Second, they said they stopped it because they, I don't think this is true, but they said that there's no evidence that they discovered that there's any technological developments or principles beyond the range of present day scientific knowledge, what already exists, which doesn't seem right because I feel like I've heard like Air Force pilots say that they were moving in a way that, like, no known aircraft flies. Well, that that's now. Yeah, true. Then they were probably like, just get rid of it. Like, <laughs> cut this thing down. We need to save money. And the third and final reason that they stopped it, they said that there's no evidence indicating that these UFOs are extraterrestrial vehicles. Come but on. I think Lucky Sutton would say otherwise. I think so, too. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. What are they then? Just empty, flying? Like, come on. Well, that was then, I should say, actually. They may think differently now. Maybe they do. Since they finally admitted that UFOs exist. Yeah. 
True. I mean, people are naive if they think there's no other life forms out there. That Earth is the only place uh, in this entire galaxy, universe, whatever, that <laughs> like we could live on. Come on. Mm-hmm. That, that Come organisms on. could live Come on. on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I used to get so upset when I was younger thinking that, like, I will not live to see the day when, like, another world is found that has, like, say, humans or, say, another species of whatever. I got so sad because I was like, shit, man. I'm going to be dead before they... I want to see that. That would be real cool. You know? But whatever. And maybe you will. Yeah. Someday. Who's to say? Who's to say? I'll live to be 500,000 years old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. That's uh, Project Blue Book. Wow. I loved it. Well, two stories of Project Blue Book. That made me feel so good. I loved that a lot. I'm starting to like warm up to aliens. Yeah. (laughs) I like them a lot. I still don't want to see them. I really liked the uh, Sutton families. Yeah. (laughs) Approach to aliens. Shoot it. Shoot it. We gotta shoot that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, because, like, who's to say? Well, they probably thought it was some type of weird animal, and to stop an animal, you shoot it. But, like, Mm -hmm. who's to say that that, if they shot it, it didn't retaliate and, like, just bring health, hell down on health to Kelly, Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I liked that a lot. Cool. I might kind of research into that a little bit on my own. Yeah, I was thinking uh, there's a bunch of different stories, so Mm -hmm. we could always have like a part two, part three, part 17. Heck yeah. (laughs) If you want more alien stories, just, um, well, we don't know where you guys could comment, so. Find us. Find us somehow. It'll be a game. Yeah. Fun little game. (laughs) Who could reach us first? (laughs) Who could find us? (laughs) I guess we'll see you next week. And uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you. For listening to us ramble on again. It's been great. It's, it's, a, it's a treat, as <laughs> I said before. I hate when you say that. <laughs> it's been a treat. Been it's a, a treat. little where there's original <laughs> trait. It really makes me want one of those. I really do like those. Yeah. That a tray of extra cheese pizza. <gasps> I'm still going on this diet, guys. I don't know how, but I really want pizza bad. <laughs> That'll be next week's episode to see if I make it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right.